0: Talking with Tea, your urban talk show designed to engage, educate, empower, and encourage its listeners with trending news, hot topics, current events, real issues, interesting interviews, new music, and much more. Now, here's Tea spilling the tea in five, four, three, two, one.
1: Greetings, my friends, and plenty of cheer as we ring in a brand new year. Thanks for tuning in to Talking with Tea. This is the show with the flow that will keep you in the know. We'll keep it real and true while we do what we do, bringing you our best in 2022. It's January 3rd, and if today is your birthday, you share it with your birthday. makes reality star Mimi Faust from Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, football player Eli Manning, and actor Mel Gibson. On this date in history, Adam Clayton Powell Jr. was elected chairman of the House Education and Labor Committee in 1961 and Robert C. Henry became Ohio's first black mayor in 1966. Today on the national calendar is National Chocolate-Covered Cherry Day, Drinking Straw Day, Thank God It's Monday Day, which always falls the first Monday in January, and National Fruitcake Toss Day. January is recognized as Get Organized Month, and if you have any tips or tools to get organized for 2022, please share. January is also National Blood Donor Month, National Soup Month, National Hobby Month, and National Slavery and Human Trafficking Awareness Month. We'll kick off the first month of the year with a new theme, and it will be Jumpstart in January. Hoping that you don't find yourself jumpstarting your car during these winter months, but instead consider jumpstarting your life by finding power that will give you a boost and get you going. Get a jumpstart on your dreams, plans, and goals. Today's jumpstart tip is to put the proverbial pedal to the metal and get it going. Do some simple act or make some effort toward accomplishing your goals. I dare you to be a unicorn in a field of horses.
0: Business owners, church leaders, entrepreneurs. Why not build your brand on Talking With Tea, your urban talk show designed to engage, educate, empower, and encourage. Call today, 865-409-1170 for more details or visit talkingwitht.com.
1: Let's turn our attention to today's teas tidbits. Beloved golden girl, iconic actress Betty White died at age 99 on New Year's Eve. She would have celebrated her 100th birthday on January 17th. We lost many other celebrities in 2021 to include Michael K. Williams, best known for his role in the HBO crime drama series The Wire, famed football coach John Madden, who died at the age of 85 on December 28th, television and radio host Larry King, actress Cicely Tyson, rapper DMX, rapper Bismarck E, one of the original members of the Supremes, Mary Wilson, Prince Philip, Rapper Young Dolph, actor Charlie Robinson, Melvin Van Peebles, longtime actress Suzanne Douglas, and more. A recent Colorado wildfire burned 6,000 acres, destroying at least 1,000 homes and businesses. Families were forced to evacuate with little warning. Our hearts and prayers go out to all those affected by this devastating event. Chicago ended 2021 with it being one of its most violent years. I read where the rise in the number of shootings left more people dead than in any single year in the past quarter century. There were 797 homicides, which was 25 more than 2020 and 299 more than 2019, which was the most since 1996. There were 3,561 shooting incidents in Chicago in 2021. And Chicago wasn't the only city to see a surge in homicides, but had more than any other city in the United States. As I mentioned earlier, January is National Slavery and Human Trafficking Awareness Month. This is real and this is serious. Five missing teenage girls were recently found and 36 offenders arrested in a month-long U.S. Marshals operation. The ages of the girls range from 14 to 17. Keep it where it's at. I'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in to Talking with T.
0: Everybody's talking with T, the talk show designed to engage, educate, empower and encourage the community is on WJBE 99.7 FM at 10:40 a.m., just the best everyday.
1: We've missed her for a bit, but back on the show is Tippin tarika to share some tips with us as we kick off
2: 2022. Hello. This week's tip is Be cautious of listening ears. As we are moving into the new year, uh, we need to be more aware and conscious of our kids. They are around us. They're listening. Even though sometimes their eyes are looking down or looking away, those ears at full attention. So be careful about what we're saying around our kids and also including kids in adult conversations. I know a lot of people get relaxed and they try to confide in their kids and want to have a conversation and release and have this safe place that you want to unload. Try to find somebody your age or somebody older or another person that is more like your peer. Because when we include students or we include kids in our conversation, sometimes that is damaging to a kid's psyche it's it just not good they can't handle all of that they can't handle all of our problems that's why they're adult problems some things is going on in your house some things going on in your relationships don't include your kid in them they have their own little issues if if i can't get on the game tonight my homework is too hard i don't like what my mama's cooking let that be their problem don't let our problems be their problems and always be aware that those ears are listening and they are paying attention if you don't believe it say something around them and then wait a couple of days or even a couple of hours you will hear it again or something they'll do to let you know i heard exactly what you said and i'm listening to everything that you're saying so that is the tip for the week and i've been talking with T.
0: You're inside talking with T. All
2: right. As we continue to review trending news and hot topics, I have none other than the know-it-all professor Jay and our top investigator, myself, and instigator P.I. Pam. I want to start by saying happy new year to you both. Notice I said happy new year, not happy new years. Happy new year to you both. And I am excited that you are joining me for the first show of 2022 it has been quite the journey. This is our 346th unrepeated show, and believe me, it takes a lot of dedication to keep this going, but here we are. So I guess we'll keep it moving for 2022, and I didn't really watch any of the televised New Year's Eve celebrations. I just kind of chilled at home with my family and reflected with gratitude on being able to see a new year. But I did read that Don Lemon got wild on the CNN's New Year's Eve broadcast. They said he was as drunk as a stunt. He went on a full rant. In fact, I have a link to the video on our website, TalkingWithT.com. But he went on a full rant, got to twerking, told the people he didn't give a blank what they thought about him, and he was a grown-A man. Then he told the folks to kiss his behind.
3: Yeah, I was a little taken aback by the twerking. I was not <laughs> expecting that from Don Lemon. Uh, normally we expect such foolishness from Andy Cohen, uh, who also was, as he uh, said on Instagram, a bit overserved. And he was equally as vocal and boisterous. But again, we've come to expect that from Andy. He's usually like that on any of his other shows. But Don, I mean, it, it, It must be something new for the 22.
2: Uh Oh. (laughs) He wasn't the only one that was drunker than Cootie Brown. Uh, Someone on CNN was on there saying some crazy things, too. Uh, What's the name? Is it Duce? Anderson Cooper? No, it's a woman. Is her name Duce? Sloan? I'll have to look it up because I'm not familiar, but they must have had a real rocking party on the CNN set. They did because they was even saying Happy New Year. and I <laughs> uh, I come to the conclusion looking through Facebook that the same people that say Mines are the same ones that were saying Happy New Year's. The same people to say what Mines. <laughs> oh, we're gonna have to revive the grammar police for 2022. We we let yeah, a lot slide. Oh well, you know we let a lot slide in 2021. But I'm just not wanting to deal with the foolishness this year. We're going to help the people. We're going to try. All right. Well, did either of you do anything special to ring in the new year?
3: Did you get out and about? No, not with this uh, Omarosa virus uh, <laughs> flouncing around. No, ma'am.
2: Pam, did you go anywhere? No, I did not go anywhere. As long as I was after I had in that freebie. <laughs> I cannot. In fact, Pam, I don't even know why I asked you because I don't think I've seen you go anywhere since my birthday, and that was January 2020. I,
3: I had
2: my my birthday party back then. Right. That's before, you know, first it was Rona, and then it was something else. Now it, it was Amorosa. Now it's Omarion. I mean, who's next? <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. But it looks like the New Year is picking up where Last year left out just crazy. And we keep hoping that things will get close to normal, or at least normal as we have known it to be. But COVID and its cousins just won't let us be great. The Omicron variant is just wreaking havoc. Testing lines are extremely long. Hospitals are overcrowded. Healthcare workers are just quitting. Folks fighting in stores, they still fighting on the airplanes over wearing masks. It's all a bit too much. And although many, particularly those vaccinated, aren't getting as seriously ill, people are still struggling to recover from COVID. I saw where this kickboxing champ called The Undertaker was admitted to the hospital. They told him he had COVID. He refused to believe it, checked himself out, and then he went home and he died. And, you know, this is really just one of many sad stories I've read of people who have come down with COVID and become seriously ill or have lost their lives. This is just a dreadful virus. I don't want to turn COVID into a political debate. So I'll just suggest for people to use their best sane judgment and do what they need to do to stay safe and protect those they love. For me, it's a matter of social responsibility. And then what about all these folks getting stranded at
3: the airport? Let's not go there because... I uh spent Christmas in Houston with my sister and my nephew. We were supposed to come back the Wednesday uh, before New Year's Eve. We got a text message hours before our flight was supposed to depart that our flight was canceled.
2: And Not delayed, canceled.
3: Canceled. Okay. And the next flight out was New Year's Eve at 445. We get to the airport early. You know, trying to be proactive. Four forty five mm-hmm. becomes five fifty. Five fifty becomes six o'clock. It was looking really, really bleak. But the uh there were several other flights that ended up being cancelled and fortunately we were able to make it home. So Whew.
2: I'm glad you did, yeah. Jay.
3: Wow.
2: Yeah, you know, the airports are ridiculous. My niece was supposed to leave from Nashville today, going back to Dallas plane was supposed to leave at 5-something, then it was postponed to 8-something. Now my brother just texted and said it's 10-something. And he's thinking, if it's getting that bad, I don't think I want to put my child on the plane. Mm. Yeah, it's crazy. As I said, continues to be crazy. It seems like this whole year, spilling into January 2022, has been one long segment of the Crazy Chronicles. But one more thing... Um, For all of our listeners and the two of you, I only have two of those home rapid COVID tests. And so if you see some out, please hit me up so I can restart, please, and thank you. They're sold out everywhere. I know. I don't know. Well, look, all I'm asking is if you're out and about and you happen to see a few on the shelf, either pick them up for me or call me so I can come and get them because I'm running short. That's all I'm asking.
3: We'll do what we can I appreciate
2: that. I appreciate that. And then folks are still getting in trouble over those PPP loans. I thought that was done and over. I don't know how people got so much money. This guy out of Fort Lauderdale, Valesky Baroski, was charged after he purchased a Lamborghini and a Rolex with money he and his associates got from the COVID relief funds. They said he filed for more than $4.2 million. What? kind of Mickey Mouse system did they have going on?
3: A Lamborghini. (laughs) Make it make sense.
2: Mm. Who was in charge? That's what I want to know. Who, Who was in charge of this system? And then we have this bipolar weather. shorts one day, a ski suit the next. And for those that are from the old school, what do we call this kind of weather?
3: Pneumonia weather.
2: Pneumonia. Pneumonia weather. Now, Knox County schools closed for staff who were supposed to return on Monday due to the threat of inclement weather. Be that as it may, winter break for educators is pretty much over. So, Jay, are you ready to get back to the schoolhouse? What's going on your way down in Memphis? Again, long side. That was extra long, by the way, but go ahead.
3: (laughs) We dealt with bipolar weather here in Memphis. And Sunday morning, we were awakened with sleet and snow, and we waited all day long to see what the end was going to be, as the old saints would say. And, uh, you know, we have uh, highs in the 40s that were forecasted for Monday with the possibility of further inclement weather later on in the week. but. We're yet expected to be at work.
2: Well, okay. So do you all have any new mandates, precautions, or expectations as we face the surge in COVID cases?
3: Uh, we do not, thanks to uh, the legislation that has been passed here in the great state of Tennessee. Despite many of the cries for Uh, our district, to go back completely to virtual learning, the legislation has said no. So we were greeted with an email over the weekend leading up to our first day back. We were greeted with an email that pretty much said, oh, by the way, see y'all Monday morning, bright and early, and and we're ramping up COVID testing in the schools. But y'all still got to come to work. And no, we're not going virtual. Thanks. Okay. So let
2: me ask you this, because you mentioned COVID testing in the schools. Y'all have those? You are testing in the
3: schools? For staff, students, or what? We, staff and students uh, and students with parent consent. So, okay. So uh, w- what we're dealing with is uh, students who uh, are possibly infected and not mm-hmm. tested because their parents have not consented to them being tested, and there is no vaccination mandate. There is no, uh, requirement for students to present a negative test result upon, uh, returning to school. So it's just a free fall until we get the next, uh, phase of craziness as it were.
2: So Jay, you got your lesson plans and you ready for the children. Is that what you're telling me? You got your mask.
3: Um, and- About as ready as I'm going to be. Uh, Again, I've been scrolling through social media and a lot of parents are saying they are opting to keep their children at home. Mm. And I can't say that I blame them because that's perfectly their right, because they know what's best for their children. They know what's best for their household. So uh, I'm pretty sure that attendance is going to be interesting. And like most educators, I can say that I have adjusted my instruction accordingly. There we go. That's my <laughs> okay. nice political answer. Thank you.
2: <laughs> now, are they going to make virtual learning an option again this year? Do, do my educators think?
3: Not that we know of. Well, no. We do have uh, here in Memphis, we do have a virtual school, but enrollment is extremely limited so it's not whosoever will let him or her enroll in virtual like people think it is
2: and we had virtual school here as well but there was an enrollment period and i think you had to enroll at that time i don't think like jay mentioned that you can just opt at any time to go in and you have to enroll at the beginning of the year so you know i like i said don't want to get too political but here in tennessee Sources tell me that it is not likely we will get any mandates or any additional precautions uh, for the schools. And that's just mind-blowing to me, especially the fact that they said it's this big surge of this new variant, but they knocked down the quarantine days from 10 to 5. Right. So – I'm not really sure how that is. And and this, listen to this. I have a friend that was in the hospital in Washington County, and they have the top death rate of COVID people up there. Mm -hmm. She was in the hospital, didn't ever get in the room. She was supposed to go to ICU because she has COVID pneumonia. She has a blood clot, pulmonary embolism. She has blood clots on her lungs. And do you know that they sent her home with a machine and if something start going wrong with her oxygen levels or heart rate or something, then they'll tell her to come back because they had no room, nowhere. She was already in the closet. You mean in the closet at the hospital? In the closet in the emergency room. Yeah, okay. No ICU beds. They said if you did not require a ventilator, they didn't have any beds for you. So they were sending people home with these machines basically, and all these medications and basically to monitor themselves and something alerts them on the machine, they tell them to get right back. So that must be what I was reading about the hospitals being overcrowded, not having enough beds. Like I said, this is still serious. But going back to the quarantine, Pam, you mentioned the reduction, and I was on a uh, call with the health department, and they were trying to explain, even though I don't know, it didn't sound like they were enthusiastic or really in agreement, but what they were saying is their you've been exposed, and you're asymptomatic, then you quarantine for five days, and then you're supposed to be under strict mask wearing for five days. But, of course, how do you monitor that, right? You know, so I don't know how we're going to get a handle on this thing. I don't know either. Oh, that's what Omarion said. (laughs) I said, what is going on with her? Is she having a fit? Well, speaking of fits, I wanted to bring up this next story. Antonio Brown with Tampa Bay. With only a month left in the season, he walks away. And to my understanding, he tossed his equipment into the stands. This was at Midlife Stadium during the third quarter as Tampa Bay was playing the New York Jets. He headed to the Locker room, waved goodbye to the crowd, took his shirt off. And I was like, what happened? And they said that he hopped into a police car, still didn't have a shirt on. They took him to the airport, and he took a flight out. I don't know what they did to him, and I don't know all of the details because I don't keep up with football as closely. But I did see what Tom Brady, who fought hard to get the Bucks to sign Brown in the first place, asked everyone to be compassionate and empathetic toward him after the game. And I was thinking, you know, several athletes this past year took mental health breaks and maybe we don't often think about the toll that having so much pressure on you takes on people, but I don't know if you have any details, Pam. I know you're a little more involved in the sports scene than Jay and myself, so what happened? Yeah, he's been having some issues for quite a while and from my understanding, and what I think, and a lot of people think, is that he has CTE, which is a brain injury that a lot of players have, and they don't really know you have it until you pass away, and they run tests on your brain. They'll say, oh yeah, he has CTE, but Antonio Brown got hit really hard back in 2016 when he was playing with the Pittsburgh Steelers, and he went it was a straight head shot. He went limp and he mm-hmm. really hasn't been been right since then, to tell the truth. His um his attitude, the way he handles himself, anything like that. And Tom Brady, who is the quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, he even spoke on it and said that he needed help. You know, he said, I'm sorry this happened, you know, he's not gonna be on the team anymore. He said, But I hope that he gets the help that he needs. Mm. Okay. Well, Pam, thanks for sharing that update, and we will, you know, pray for him and those that love him and all players, you know, that are having issues that they get the help that they need. I'm going to pivot a little bit, and I don't even know if this is really news, but since we've somewhat been keeping up with Kim and Kanye while they are in the midst of a divorce that he claims he knows nothing about, And Kim has asked a judge to declare her legally single, and she's dating Pete Davidson, I think, right from Saturday Night Live. She's still dating him? Okay. Well, the latest I heard was that Kanye buys a house across the street from her. Now, maybe he needs some help as well.
3: Well, that's been established. Uh, People on social media were justifying his recent residential purchase by saying that, you know, he did it to make co-parenting easier. But Mm. I'm pretty sure that co-parenting logistics would not have been a problem for either him or Kim.
2: There's a lot of people that co-parent and don't live across the street from each
3: other. Exactly.
2: Right. And then he said that he's going to tear it down and then build a house of his liking and his taste You know, that's another person that needs mental health. He hasn't been right for a long, long, long time. He probably had it before, but then when his mother passed, Mm -hmm. he he was somehow responsible. He really, he really went off the rockers then. Well, before we end today's segment, as of now, as we record this week's show, the Powerball is up to 522 million. There are drawings on Monday, Wednesday, and Saturdays at 10.59 p.m. Eastern Time. The last Carleball winner was in October when a single ticket out of California was sold and the winner got $699.8 million. And I want to know this. What would you do with
3: that kind of money? I don't even know. I just know I haven't won it yet, so...
2: I have no idea either. Like what do you what will I do after I get out of ICU? I, don't know. <laughs> I was hoping that one or both of you would say we would take care of our co host, Tanisha Baker, and we would be preparing for the farewell edition of Talking with T as we ride off into the sunset. But that is a lot of money. I think I would look for opportunities to be benevolent. And you're right, that is so much, it's hard to even really fathom what we would do with that amount. But listeners, if you have some ideas or suggestions, because I feel in my spirit that if it's not this, we will get a stroke of luck this year and come into some prosperity and some financial blessings. So let us know what you would do with almost 700 million dollars. And you all, again, Happy New Year. That's it for this bid. And I can't wait to hear what the two of you have to say next week. And I can't wait to tell
3: it. You know I'm going to say it.
2: For those in the Knoxville, Tennessee,
1: listening area, there will be a job fair hosted by the Knoxville Utilities Board at the Pellissippi State Magnolia Campus on Magnolia. You will have two opportunities to visit the fair and explore career options. Thursday, January 13th from 6 to 8 p.m., and Friday, January 14th from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. You can register at KUB.org forward slash job fair. I will share this information on my social media pages as well as my website, talkingwitht.com. Well, once again, we've come to the end, but be reminded you can call in with your thoughts or opinions to our talk line that's 865 409 1170. 865 409 1170. You can also leave comments on TalkingWithTea.com. Share stories or spill some tea. In the meantime and in between time, engage with us on social media and subscribe to Talking With Tea Daily, our online newspaper for your daily scoop of trending news to find out what we're talking about. Be sure to stay tuned to the D.L. Hughley Show right here on the historic WJBE and when you turn down for the evening. is 20 years ago. The second best time is now. Remember where you heard the word. Keep the peace until next week. You've been listening to Talking With Tea.